You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Happy Tuesday afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It's Jaybird watching. Brandon Panikar is back with Craig, Chris, and Adam. The Blue Jays sit at 15-9, and are playing the New York Yankees in their second of three games this week. And we're here to break it down, talk about last night, talk about the week that was, and set up the next week ahead before our next show. Gentlemen, how are we doing tonight? Hopefully you're winning. Yeah. Yeah. Or is it more like, winning? Yeah. I will designate Adam or Chris as the official live updates as they come through. Because I can't watch yep. it on mine. Craig, I know you're in the same position. Chris, I don't know if you have it on somewhere. But yeah, I got it on. We're killing good. me. Okay. Got it. Yeah. yeah. We're good. Live, updates, We're good. live updates. I'm in. Anyhow, yeah. the Blue Jays just came the off. O and, or the one and no pitch. Oh, sorry. Not like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can you don't just go tabby on that? me. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, the Blue Jays just finished a two week stretch where they played nobody outside of the Boston Red Sox and the Houston Astros, and they finished with a nine and four record. Who the fuck saw that coming? Because I know I certainly didn't. Um, Clearly none of us on the sheet. That that (laughs) two week stretch. What impressed you the most or who impressed you the most? You can answer that question either or both ways. I got to say our bullpen. It's been standing out. I can't really say any one individual person other than obviously we're going to talk about one individual person at some point during this show this evening. But the fact that the, the bullpen really has stepped up to the fact that we have been having some very up and downsy starting pitching outside of like two individuals. So the fact that they've been able to just write the ship and continue to hold us in these ridiculously nail biting, close, stress filled games has been nothing short of amazing and the fact that they keep doing that and we appear to have maybe at the moment the current best closer in baseball this is looking pretty damn good for the blue jays and i gotta give all my shout outs to the blue jays bullpen for the last couple of weeks chris um yeah it's got to be the pitching staff at this point because the bats are pretty damn cold minus george springer um Nobody really seems to be contributing on that side of the ball at all. The defense is really good, too. So to be a little bit different, I guess guess I'll say the defense because, like, Bo has had his ups and downs, I guess. He's had a couple of uh, questionable plays or just not having his glove down far enough. But for the most part, he's made fantastic strides. Vlad's looking amazing at first base this year, Espinal and... uh, uh, Chapman have solidified the infield tenfold compared to what we had last year. Um, and George Springer, 
How about George Springer out? In, well, I guess the other day he was out in right field, but making all these late inning Superman-esque diving plays and keeping the team in it and, and, and make things don't get terribly out of hand. But it's the pitching staff and the defense that are, that are winning games because it's certainly not anything to do on the offensive side. Adam? At risk of being repetitive, um, uh, most of, I was going to. Um, <laughs> actually, I was really going to. Um, you know, Wait, what? expectations have been pretty low uh, walking in compared to what we saw last year uh, offensively. And it still hasn't been great for Santiago Espinal in that regard, but it's still been serviceable. And I, we were talking about it before the show. He's it's it's a done deal. He's taken over second base. That's his job to lose now. Um, mm-hmm. I think uh, if there's going to be someone that has surprised me, welcomely surprised me, it's going to be Santiago Espinal. Um, but to echo Chris's sentiments, I need to see a little bit more from the offense in general outside of obviously Vladdy and, and George Springer. Um, particularly, I'm looking at Bobochet. I need to see a lot more from him. Um, we had this discussion uh, at length last week um, when it comes to how he's a cornerstone of this franchise, and I'm not necessarily too worried. I don't get overly concerned about players' performances in April, um, but if this continues in the month of May for Bo and he doesn't start to trend upwards, uh, then I have some some serious concerns. But overall, uh, I don't know when the last time the Blue Jays did not lose a series in the month of April. Can't think of might, it. Might be the first time it's ever happened. That's what I'm saying. I, the I the worst they did was tie right. with the Yankees yeah. in a four-game series. Mm-hmm. But they, they did not lose a single series. And I, right, I still include um, this past weekend because even though it bled into May, it started oh, in April. For sure. So, yeah, yeah I, I, mm-hmm. you got to be happy. Overall, you know, run differential is a thing. I'm sure we're going to talk about it. But uh, overall, you got to be happy. And the expectations overall are, I think, right there for Blue Jays fans, what we thought we were going to walk into. Yeah, no, without a doubt. I uh, It seems like the common theme, which is well-documented, is offense. It's been quite inconsistent outside of, I'm going to say, two or three guys. Espinal's been pretty good since day one with the bat, and as you said, Adam, a surprise. Vlad has been very steady, taking his walks when he isn't getting fed much pitches to hit, and George Springer has also been really good. But everybody else has had spurts here and there where it looks like they're starting to come out of it, and then they go back into a rut. And I can think of Matt Chapman. I can think of Bo Bichette and a couple other guys who are supposed to be cornerstones on this offense to keep it going. I'd say Lourdes has been good. It feels like it's a little quieter than normal, kind of up and down exactly. Um, But does that give you guys cause for concern going into the month of May? Because, look, just looking at the schedule before we started, you have the Yankees for tonight, tomorrow, and then you go to Cleveland for four games. And Cleveland's been surprisingly good so far, and they do have some good pitching. Play the Yankees again, the Rays for three, and the Mariners for three, and then the Reds, you finally get the Reds in a break there. But the next couple of weeks, it doesn't let up. And if you have an offense that is scuffling, to say the least, outside of two or three guys per night, and a pitching staff that, let's be frank, there's going to be some regression because they're not always going to win one-run games like they have been so far. There will be more blown saves. There will be some more um, rough starts in the rotation because some guys are off to historically good starts. So, Chris... When is the offense going to heat up a little bit? Do you think maybe with, le- like, as they were talking on the broadcast last night, the Blue Jays have faced some of the highest velocity in all of baseball, and that could play a part of it um, in terms of their slow start offensively. But when do you see this team, I guess, evening out a little bit? Because the pitching will come down, but the offense will come up, and that's what they will truly be at that point. When do you think that's all going to start to even out? Um, to make a comment on one of those points, I don't think velocity really lays a part in this because I don't think anybody on the, in this lineup is terribly afraid of high velocity pitching other than I like may, maybe Biggio was where, well, I don't want to say afraid, but he, he struggled hitting high velocity up in the zone. Um, honestly, you, uh, the offense started to go down a slippery slope once Tay Oscar got hurt. Mm-hmm. So I think he's going yep. to be the catalyst to help some things in panic mode quite yet. But, like, it's very concerning because there's zero signs of anything breaking for any of these guys, really. Like, Springer's been very steady. Vlad has – he isn't what he was last year. He's taking his walks, but he, he started really hot, and he has cooled down a little bit. Bo is showing some, sli- some signs um, 
of heating up the last two or three games. Um, we're not going to see the this crazy hot streak out of Collins. Uh, I think that was just a blip in the radar of a week of uh, of kind of a, an anomaly of things. Um, Chapman just, if he's not striking out, he's popping up. Um, he's completely lost at the plate for, for what's going on. Um, I don't see signs of this snapping anytime soon, to be honest. There's nothing that suggests that it will. Mm-hmm. Craig? It's what the catalyst is going to be, is where I'm at right now. Is it Teoscar coming back? going to be somebody moving around in the order? Is it going to be all of a sudden just watching Vlad actually get fucking pitches to hit? Yeah. <laughs> that would be the biggest thing right now. He, To your point, Chris, as soon as Teoscar wasn't anchoring the four spot right behind Vladdy, clear regression because they just weren't pitching to him and he got a little swing happy for a little bit. Now he's back into the ballpark. At least he's swinging at the right pitches now, but you can see even, even last night's game, Yankees had no interest in pitching to him in the seventh inning when they had, you know, none. And there's, and I don't blame him one bit. If you were going to get beat by somebody in the Toronto Blue Jays lineup right now, it's going to be Vlad jr. Everybody else right now is a complete utter wild card. If they're going to swing hard in case they hit it, basically is what's going on. Right. So, to that point, if we aren't making that contact consistently around anybody in that part of the lineup, there's no way in hell we're going to get these spurts one-run games and a random home run at the end of the ball game by Bo Bichette to win a ball game. Yeah, it's not going to be any of this stuff where it's going to be just consistently streaming through uh, pitching staffs like we thought it was going to be. But this roster is not constructed the way that this was meant to be as we are all currently sitting. What was it tonight that Romeo Tapia is batting in the fifth spot again? <laughs> Looking at him, yeah. <laughs> that, I'm yeah. pretty yeah. sure that wasn't the design out of spring training. And he said cleanup once too. Ugh. <laughs> Nightmares. <laughs> so, but it's going to get better. I really think that they have the pieces coming back. And mm-hmm. I honestly wonder how much Danny Jansen will play into that too. Once he finally heads back. Even just as somebody to turn the lineup over at the end. Mm-hmm. Adam? Um, you know, echoing everything, again, what you guys have said about the main producers of the lineup. Um, overall, I'm not overly concerned. Um, I think Vlad not having the start that he's, you know, we expected him to have. Well, I mean, in the beginning he did, but I, I would say the overall month of April. Um, and Craig, you sort of alluded to this. He's not getting pitches to hit. Um, I don't think that he's as he quite, does though. <laughs> yes. And if, or he's going to really tap into his dad and, and be able to hit any balls that bounce in front of the plate. Yeah. I, I just, I, maybe he's not there yet. Maybe he's a little bit spoiled for just, you know, pitchers trying to beat him and he did. Um, I don't think he grew up playing cricket like his father. Just saying. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's that's an innate ability, man. You know, th- I'm, sure, I'm sure he'll be able to figure it out. But yeah, I mean, it, it's really hard for me to complain. It's really hard for me to, I, you can poke holes in the lineup and you can say that things can be better and they absolutely can. But at the same time, it's really hard for me to complain seeing as though where they are in the AL East, um, still behind the Yankees. But at the same time, this is the month that you have to turn it on. And I, Brendan, I think this is where you were going with this, that um, you're right. The only team that doesn't give me pause in the month of May are the Reds. Mm-hmm. Every single other team. Yeah. Uh, you're gonna have your work cut out for you. Baseball. Yeah, you're you're gonna have you know Cleveland, like you said, Brennan, There's no slouch. Then you have the Yankees again. Tampa Bay, we just never know. Seattle could be pretty good. Yeah. Um, St. Louis is always good. Mm-hmm. Um, Anaheim, you know, I don't even know. What, I, I would imagine we're gonna see Otani pitch one game. Hopefully, I mean, I kind of just want to see it in general. Um, Jealously. Think, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You close it out Selfishly. with Chicago again. Um, it's not an easy schedule outside of the Reds. So this is where you're gonna you're gonna really prove your worth in this month and if the offense doesn't start clicking ooh, what a bad like this could go south quick quick yeah mm-hmm. yeah especially you can't rely on no oh, sorry no no go ahead you can't rely on gosman to not walk anybody for the whole season just saying mm-hmm. yeah exactly <laughs> or exactly. give up a yeah no <laughs> yeah it's uh if the offense doesn't heat up soon it will be concerning because the pitching will regress, and we'll touch on that in a second. I personally believe as soon as Teoscar gets back and hopefully Danny Jansen or just one more guy offensively heats up near the bottom half of the order, whether that's Chapman or Kirk 
or anybody like that, then they'll be fine because they showed it's interesting. They showed the stats on Sportsnet last night for the offense, and they are near the top half, if not in the top like seven for quite a bit of offensive categories. Obviously, home runs is one of them, but they're as I think you mentioned it, Chris, uh, before we started, they are near dead last in hitting with runners in scoring position. And I think that's partly to do with how shortened the lineup is because you're getting guys on base. Vlad's getting on base. Springer's getting on base. But as soon as you get past Lourdes at this point in the lineup after four, it is very hot and uh, hot and cold with guys who sometimes will come up with hits like Chapman. Kirk hasn't really done much. Kirk doesn't even have an extra base hit yet. I mean, that's concerning enough as it is. So hopefully when they get back, maybe as soon as Thursday when they play Cleveland. I know, again, they have good pitching. But I'm going to start to say within the next couple of weeks, the offense will start to click with some worse or with some worse pitching staffs coming through. Uh, doesn't mean they won't face tough pitching, but more often than not, there'll be better pitchers to hit. Speaking but to of, that point, if they start facing some crummier pitching, there's a chance that they do catch that fire and just continue to truck through all those other good pitchers again. Right yep. now they're just sitting and hoping something is going to happen. And that's not happening at baseball in general, let alone in our lineup right now. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, anyways, let's go on to the next topic. Uh, and that is the fact that Kevin Gosman is pitching at a historical level. And we can touch on some other guys, too, uh, who have been really good. But the fact that he has gone 41 innings, it was, without allowing a home run or a walk has been simply incredible. He has been, in my mind, better than advertised. Not that I didn't expect he would be way worse than he has, but I don't think anybody saw this coming. The fact that you don't even walk or give up a home run is super impressive. So, I mean, you got Gosman doing what he's doing. You have Alec Manoa doing what he continues to do. Jose Barrio seems to have righted the ship since his first couple rough starts. Um, and then you're getting what you get from Stripling, which is pretty good for a bullpen day, and hopefully Kikuchi picks it up a little bit. But Gosman and Manoa continue to go back and back, back and uh, forth on who is number one or 1A. And that's a very good problem to have, especially as other guys uh, continue to potentially regress. But Adam, I'll start with you on this one. I mean, it's kind of hard to say that uh, Kevin Gosman hasn't done anything but exceed your expectations. Uh, It's also probably hard to say that this is what you expected. But going off of that, how long do you think he'll go before allowing a walk or home run? Because he seems really locked in, like even better than last year so far. And as the season continues, he's obviously not going to keep up this level of production. But can you expect him to continue to be a legitimate number one? Uh, by the law of the baseball guys, because we're talking about it, his next start, he's going to get rocked. It yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but... I, I, He's definitely going to give up a home run, or he's definitely going to walk someone in the month of May. It, it's just, I mean, if he doesn't, I'll be, uh, I'll give you each a, a shiny quarter. Um, but <laughs> that's all you got. <laughs> yeah, it's all I, you know, dad life. But um, <laughs> for me, I, I, it's a, I think Craig, you said it's a really good problem to have to have two pitchers. It's not even a problem. It's a really good rotation uh, to have when you have a guy like Manoa who seems unbeatable who seems so confident and it's, it's a little different than uh, last season where it looked a little bit more like a Marcus Stroman type of confidence where it was just, yeah. he was a little cocky this year. He seems a little bit more reserved in his confidence and it's, he's letting his, his playing talk for himself. Um, I think he's been outstanding. Uh, Gosman to me is that veteran piece that you needed in this rotation. It's, he's exactly what we wanted and Brendan seriously not, poking at you he's exactly what we wanted Ryu to be in 2020 i don't know about that i think you're poking <laughs> no i'm not i'm not like he wanted yeah, that he, he, he he was in 2020 though but he wasn't yeah. this good he was pretty damn good in 2020 man who gosman no 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 no, no, no. ryu, ryu. Oh. but no, i i don't know that he was this unstoppable no like he, he it wasn't like the walk thing and home runs but like he was that anchor in a very Crap rotation. rotation. Yeah, 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 yeah. And also <laughs> so. a shortened season. So, uh, you know, that notwithstanding, I, I think that when you have a guy like that in your in your rotation as a veteran leader, um, it sort of takes the pressure away from guys like Ryu when he returns, uh, Barrios when he, he, you know, now that he's starting to cruise. 
um, mm. or even stripling to a, a lesser degree. Mm-hmm. Um, you you just know that those games are going to be, yes, they've been dogfights, but at the same time, we're going to have the upper hand. Um, same thing with Manoa, dude. I just, uh, you know, spoiler alert, he's been the one that's impressed me the absolute most. He's been outstanding. Um, so sustainable. I don't know that you're going to get that. I don't think any of us believe that we're going to get this level of production. No, um, they're going to, they're going to have some bad ones that they're going to cough up. But I think Chris, you said that Manoa is going to be top two in Sion voting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can see that. I thought he went all the way. I thought you said he was going to win the Sion. Oh, (laughs) no, no, I I didn't say he was. No, I not. I, I never said that he was going to win. I gave myself the buffer. I, I said that he would be top three, but and I was three. willing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was. Yeah. I said he was going to be top, top three, three and I'd be willing to go top two. So that, that gives me the win and runner <laughs> up just, uh, just to cover my ass. You can't get greedy. You can't call two Cy Young winners in a row. Yeah. You, you can't call two Cy Young winners in a row. That's just unfair. If you do, you, you need to get your own damn show is what I'm hearing. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you Done. clearly have outplayed your play at platform. <laughs> yeah. Or start getting paid for your takes. Yeah. <laughs> there I, it is. <laughs> I think Manoa is. At least bet is, in Vegas if that happens, man. <laughs> yeah. If I'm going to bank on, and this might be controversial, if, if I'm going to bank on who's the likeliest candidate to, uh, or most likely to continue this sort of, Production, I'm leading Manoa. Not that I don't believe in Gosman. It's just I'm yeah. seeing something in Manoa. Like the movement yeah. on his pitches are just filthy. It's incredible. So I, yeah. I would be happy with both. Yeah, I think so. I think mm-hmm. so. And and he over, he played their hand last year, like forced them basically. Well, I mean, they sort of didn't have a choice but to bring him up. But, but. I, I think, <laughs> yeah, he's been incredible. And I think. I don't know. I think of the two, his production is the most sustainable. Not that I don't believe in Gosman. I think he's still going to be great, but I think Manoa is the the true ace of this team. I do have to ask a question to all of you. If you so the last time the Blue Jays had a rotation with this kind of a one-two punch in it, and I'm talking more in the ballpark that we actually have a one-two-three. Does anybody want to play on who that might have been or who I'm thinking, anyways? Burnett and Halliday. Halliday, Burnett. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So it's been a bit. Just saying. And the 2016 one was really good, though, too. I mean, maybe not as dominant at the top end, but just overall consistency from five and even six guys when they got Liriano. Mm. That 2016 was, was the best overall rotation this team yes. I think I've ever seen. Um, and that's saying something. There's some good staffs. <laughs> but yeah. as far as a dominant mm-hmm. force and a one-two punch like that, I don't think you can go outside of it. I think it was 2013 that Burnett and uh, Halliday were just trucking people. Was it 2013? I think so. 2013? No. No, 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 no. no. He was gone no, like 2013 was a fucking disaster. 2013, that was the, oh, yeah. That was, that was the <laughs> okay. Marlins. Why am I thinking of... No, no, no. Okay. I think Halliday was... Uh, oh, so Halliday and Burnett was 07? 06? 08. Oh, that was a lot of Halliday's last year. Yeah. Yeah. So, but either way, that... That rotation was something fun to watch with those two going back to back every day, and that's what we got right now. And then, like I said, we're we're throwing another guy right into it with Benoa. Barrios has been on fire. Gosman looks good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You hope for the best for the other two guys, <laughs> and I think we'll be okay. Craig, would you agree with Adam's take that uh, of the two Manoas, the likelier to keep this level of performance up, or do you think Gosman will match him neck and neck? I think it's going to be a battle between the two of them all year. The one thing I think that's going to catch up to Gosman eventually is I think that the word in the American League will get out on some of his stuff eventually. And I'm wondering if that ball isn't going to have the same bite on that splitter. Comes beautiful. You know, August, <laughs> you know. So I think the difference between the two of them in, in just pure stuff, Manoa's built like a workhorse to do this where, you know, I think Gosman will fatigue a little bit over the course of the season more than Manoa will. So I think the later part of the season is going to look a little different for the two of them. I think they're both going to finish great. So don't jump on me, mm-hmm. Blue Jays fans. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it it's something different as somebody as far as Manoa's is just free and easy. It doesn't. He's literally just goofing around and going out there and throwing a baseball at hundred almost hundred miles an hour. Where Gosman, it seems like he has to work for it. 
It's, that's basically my argument. It's a different type of swagger, right? I feel like they Manoa know. has just he's his confidence is, for lack of a better way to put it, it's not Mark again Marcus Stroman's Marcus Stroman level juvenile, but it is that youthful confidence. Whereas yeah. Gosman has veteran confidence. Yes, correct. Yeah, yeah. My shenanigans are cheeky and fun. And <laughs> yeah. Chris, which side do you lean on? Who are you going with to be the better of the two by the end of this season um, between Gosman and Manoa? I don't want to have a side. I want a dogfight. That's why he says Ray. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I want a dogfight straight to the end. Like, why wouldn't you as yeah. as Blue Jay fan and and kind of seeing what's going on? Because you, you know sure as shit as well that these guys are looking – down the dugout or looking at the other guy on the mound going, I can do that too. Right. It's yeah. just, just the way competitors work is anything you can do. I can do better. Um, so why not have it? Hey, maybe, maybe Manoa is number two only to, to Kevin Gosman and Kevin Gosman wins. I, who knows? Um, <laughs> Either way, I'm strangely okay with it. <laughs> yeah. I, I see. I, I do kind of agree with you. The other guys that, that I do see maybe a little bit more regression in, in Gosman than I do Manoa. Um, but I don't think much. Mm-hmm. I don't think much, if a lot at all. Yeah. So yeah, I I want to see the dog fight. I I don't want to go on uh, on a side in this. Uh, and and I would love to see Barrios get in on the action too, and and, and get in on some fun. He he's getting close, and, and he's probably looking up and down, saying, "Hey, I got that big contract too, and I'm supposed to be the guy. I got the ball on opening night." Yeah. That didn't go exactly to plan, but I'm supposed to be the big dog in this organization. I have the seven-year contract, not these guys. Yeah. So, but at that point, he's efficiently flipping the script pretty well on that part already. So, if he continues running with that, Chris, you're going to look pretty damn good about getting him in that dog fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, Barrios can put together some really hot stretches and hot months and whatnot, and I do expect that to come. If I had to go with somebody just based on efficiency alone each inning, it's Gosman. I mean, the fact that he can consistently so far throw like 10 pitches or less per inning is why he's been going 7 and 8 and even into the ninth against the Red Sox. If Manoa, however, starts putting guys away faster and starts going deeper because he's, what, done 6 in all 3 of his outings so far— and that's perfectly fine. Well, he went seven, bill. almost eight in the one, did he not? No, I don't think so. Oh. He, he, he definitely threw Jay. seven innings once. He might have started yeah. the seventh, from what I remember. I do remember the first three were for sure six innings. But if he starts putting guys away fast, and uh, uh, his ceiling is growing, and it's still growing like crazy. But, yeah, I don't know what it is. I really, really enjoyed watching Gosman pitch. I just... I don't know, maybe because I like a good redemption story, and I remember when he was yeah. an Oriole, uh, in, in like 2016 especially, I wanted Gosman to be the guy the Blue Jays faced in the wildcard game because he was coming off such a terrible season, uh, and yeah. Tillman was still okay at the time too. And the fact that he got DFA'd as recently as 2019 or 2018, um, and then just rediscovered himself in San Francisco. Um, I always have a soft spot for stories like that and coming back and putting it all together because he was a very high, highly touted product when he came up with Baltimore. And he had one really good year, maybe even two, but for the most part, it was pretty up and down. Um, so I, I, I do believe it'll be neck and neck towards the end of the season. I think you could make a case either one of them could be the better one at season's end, and that's a very good problem to have. And hopefully Barrios is not too far behind them. So. It's been fun to watch them both, and even Barrios lately has been fun to watch, too. Uh, watch highlight of strikeout Aaron Judge is pretty damn fun, just saying. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, on that note, so Gosman's, I think he's leading the team in pitch, um, and also he's gone eight against Boston, and Manoa has only gone seven. Oh, he's seven, okay. He's gone yeah. seven, Yeah, yes. he, uh, He's going at least say six he's got in every start. Right. Four, yeah. He, he's pit, yeah. He's pitched in four games, and he has 25 innings pitch, so he yes. has to have gotten into seven okay. once. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Okay. No, that makes most sense. recently against Boston. Right. Right. Okay. But yeah, no, it's been a great start for both of them. And hopefully some of the other guys start picking it up too. Yeah. <laughs> so moving on from the rotation of the bullpen, because that has kind of been, uh, as we started with the show, that also also been a very bright spot of this team so far. Um, obviously a couple games have been coughed up. Um, opening day wasn't the greatest for the bullpen uh, or the starter, uh, a couple blown saves, but for the most part, they've been rock solid, and they've had to be 
in these one-run games, and Jordan Romano has been the beneficiary of all those one-run games because, what, he's got 11 mm-hmm. so far this season, which is, leads the league ahead of Josh Hader, and he was announced as the American League reliever of the month um, for um, the AL. So it's been a historically good start for Jordan Romano. But when you go back and look at this month as a whole, because I think we all said, looking at the schedule, if you could be 15 and 15 or 16 and 14 at one point after this tough stretch, and that includes this Yankees series, we'd be thrilled with that. But they're going to be better than that by the end of the season or by the end of the series. So if when you go back and look at the month of April as a whole, and you can count the Sunday Astros game, yeah. why don't I start with you, Craig? Who would you pick for pitcher of the month for the Toronto Blue Jays staff? I know we kind of maybe have mailed it down to two guys, but you can go with Romano, too, if you want. You can go with an unsung reliever out of the bullpen, whichever way you want to go. Who has been your pitcher of the month for the Blue Jays in April? With all these close games, I don't know how I can give it to anybody but Jordan Romano. He's literally been the reason we, you know, yeah, he coughed up one. There's one blown save for him on the season, but the fact that he leaves the majors with 11 and how many close games have we played? Oh yeah, that's right. Every game we play this year has been a close game except for two. (laughs) So the fact that he's been able to keep us in those games to the point where we can come back and win and take it and just watching him slam the door and come in with the awesome like wrestler entrance that he has in Toronto and everything now. (laughs) So I got to give it to Jordan Romano. Chris. Yeah, Romano's been good, uh, a lot better than what I had predicted at the beginning of the of the season. But I, I think the name that gets kind of lost, um, they, uh, and it, it's very strange as well because every time I see Simber start warming up, I like I start freaking out a little bit because it's like, the legs, dude. <laughs> well, it knows not, not even feet. It's not even. Uh, it, it, it's not even the letting. It's just that, like, when he was coming in, who did he pitch last night? And yep. I sent you guys that yeah. message that, like, yeah, yeah cause he was coming in to face, uh, oh, LeMay, LeMay, Judge, and Rizzo. And, like, that, it, it shouldn't work. It shouldn't work. They should be launching home runs on the front street. And somehow he gets it done every time. Um, and to go on to the other side, like Tim Mesa, holy shit, Tim Mesa coming out of literally nowhere mm-hmm. uh, after returning from injury last year. Like it, it was basically between him and Francisco Lind, or not, sorry, not Francisco Lindor, uh, Liriano, uh, Liriano. That's it. And the whole spring training, I was convinced that Mesa was going to get cut and Liriano was going to be on the team. And thank God I was proven wrong on that because yeah. He has been no short of amazing since he's been around, and I think he deserves especially a lot of credit. Um, been it's impressed with Garcia guy. as well. Same with Richards. The whole bullpen as as a whole. I just hope that we don't burn them out too early. Yeah. Yeah. Adam. Well, I was gonna go Mesa. But uh, Chris <laughs> and he just... thought he was going down for the B team for that one. So you might as well take Gosman and they'll like drool all over the place. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's really hard for me to pick anybody outside of uh, Gosman and Manoa in the starting rotation. Um, you could say Barrios just because he's he's rebounding quite well. Um, but can, I'm going to go with an opposite route. I, I think I, I I'm going to stick with my take on Mesa. But... Aaron Oliver. <laughs> no, I'm just hearing Oliver. Pat Hank and reti- Pat Hank and retired too. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, I, I just think Mesa gets a a bad rep just because of the the history that he's had, and just you know he ha- he hasn't always been reliable, and it's yet to be seen if we can consider him reliable still at this mm-hmm. point. Um, but it's looking good. Um, you know, his biggest piece is that he's consistently improving. Yeah, yeah. I Nobody mean, expected it, him to even be doing what he's doing right now, taking high leverage stuff. So if he keeps going, right, right. the stuff is better. there. Yeah. But are we? Uh, I'll say this, and maybe this is unfair, Chris. The way you are with Simber, I mean, it's lessened. Mm-hmm. But I kind of get that way with Romano a little bit. Like I'm just waiting for the wheels to fall off because I just feel like I it's know. coming. Why? Because he's Canadian. 
No, no, I'm no. <laughs> you had to say it. No, I mean, no, you think he's gonna go full Jason Frazier? I just, <laughs> just think it's something. Yeah, your seat. I just, oh. I worry about. I guess velocity is not so much a concern. It's just the history isn't there with him as being consistently reliable as a closer. And I wonder if not having, and I, we've harped on the Nate Pearson train a lot, but are we just going to rely on Romano to close out games? And if he's not going to do it, it's going to be Simber. I mean, like, I think to your point, Chris, this bullpen is set up to be gassed really soon, really quickly, mm-hmm. if that's the case. And I don't know. I, I like the production that Romano has been offering. I'm just, there's something about it that makes me white knuckle the couch every time he's out there. And maybe it's because of the, the how close these games are. And it's maybe mostly that. Yeah. He's pretty worried of the fact that even like Jimmy Garcia, Jimmy Garcia has even had some issues the last couple times he's went out and stuff like that. Or are you just, I mean, I, I anticipate that. I mean, that's to me, that's like, part of the course. If Romano keeps on this streak, like he's, do you think he can sustain 65 to 70 appearances no. in a year? Oh, no. no, I don't think so. No. So if that, I mean, it's a if you have, if you have a, yeah. a bullpen that like once the sauce comes back, once Pearson comes back, I don't even think you're going to need it, especially if the offense wakes up. Like that, it all circles yeah, back the to if the offense right is going to 100%. wake up, and if they do, you're not going to need Romano for that many. I don't want that. Yeah, I don't want to see yeah. that. Yeah. No, because who, do you, who do you lose out of the bullpen once Pearson gets in into the mix? It's a good question. There has, and then any, what do you do with Ryu and Stripling? Any standing candidate to, from the bullpen right now to be the obvious one that goes? I was just dropped one of them during the uh, roster decimation thing. Well, it can't be 25, 26 yeah. man roster. Stripling can't go anywhere. No, he's no, he are, he's earned he roster regardless. Honestly, for the rest so. of the year, yeah. Especially if we're going to do the six days rest bullshit with definitely, you, you need Stripling. Tyler Chatwood esque decline. <laughs> Someone yeah. like him out roster. Um, I'm trying to pull the four Anna or the Astro active right roster. Right this is so bad with runners in scoring, in scoring position right now. Trying to work account. They've always been. They're they're just <laughs> blindly. Yeah, it, Chapman's going to make me eat my words now. Anywho, carry on. <laughs> yeah. So right now, Penn currently has Andrew Vasquez still in it. Trent Thornton, who's honestly been salvageable. He's um, been all right. Yeah. It's going to probably come down to Julian Merriweather or Vasquez. How many options right now? Merriweather's got he's still. He's got one. Was, all those one? ones were injuries, so he's got at least one. He's just got one, Chris? I think he's only got... I At the beginning of the year, I was under the impression that he didn't have any, and that's why he had to make the team last year. Who, Merriweather? Merriweather, but I've... I thought he was legit. Been more recently, last year. But I've been more recently corrected and apparently and told that, no, he has one. So... I'm looking it up now. Because if he has one, you can't, you can't do it. You can't burn it. No. No, no I agree. Mm-hmm. And that point, that's why you'll send Vasquez down. Because yeah. Well, but he, didn't yeah. Have, uh, well, yeah, he would have to be DFA'd now, Vasquez, for sure, because he only had the one option. Yeah, but I don't think you're missing a whole lot. No, no. Then, then there's a reason why he's barely Oh, pitched. my God, Chapman. Yo, you are correct, Chris. He only has one option. Yes. Yes, yeah, so you're not going to do it. You can't burn it. No. But, uh, Craig, to your point, I agree. Like, if, if I were to pinpoint someone that you could afford to if he had more options just based on the pedigree and based on uh, the notion that he's still young, he could still pick it up at a later date just to get right in the minors. It would be Merriweather. Yeah. But you can't burn it with one option. You just can't. Agreed. Agreed. That'll be a fascinating I'm decision. Trent Thornton also has some because now let's say Trent Andrew gets two. that point. Too, yep. so Actually, maybe it might just Trent. be him by default and dependability. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, Vasquez has one. Yeah. Yeah. They need to, over the next week, they need to try and find a way to get Vasquez in some games to see if that's something he actually can do. He was pitching pretty good in the, for the Eisens before they called him up. That's why they and, called him up. And it was a major league deal they gave him, too. So they obviously see something in him that they want to explore a little bit more, in my mind. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. Um, Adam, you what you went with Mesa as as your guy for 
Yeah, and I have, month, I have like, concerns with the longevity of Romano. Not the production right. now, but just the longevity of it. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I'm, I was going to say Jimmy Garcia uh, until recently. Not that I'm concerned about it long term, but Garcia is definitely up there in terms of arms that impressed me. Um, I know I've talked him up a whole bunch before, so this might not be a surprise, but I've really loved David Phelps' stability again. Um, yeah. just he, He's picked up right where he left off from last year when he tore the lat muscle off of his shoulder completely or God. wherever the lat muscle is. <laughs> like, it was a freak injury and whatnot, but the fact that he can just... You can pitch him in the fifth and the sixth and throw him out there for multiple innings. If you pinch, you could probably have him in the seventh or the eighth, too. He's just that reliable. He's that good on the strike zone. Um... So Garcia and Phelps just to be different from you guys, probably the two that in my mind have stabilized the bullpen. But starting starting pitcher wise, mm-hmm. I'll probably go Gosman for pitcher of the month. Um, it's just been so fun to watch. The split is really good, um, and I still want to see what his finger looks like after a game because he loves blisters. Mm-hmm. The complete opposite of Aaron Sanchez and Rich Hill. He, he loves blisters. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's it's going to be curious to see and this actually rolls in nicely to the next topic because we've already started talking about it is nate pearson and it seems like he is on the comeback trail and what they said over the weekend i believe that they're building him up to be a starter's workload for the purpose of whichever need is greatest at the time whether that's in the bullpen or if a starter he could go into the rotation i don't want him in the rotation um i'd prefer him as a two or three inning reliever to start Mm -hmm. saving some of these arms a little bit because if you're built up Take some of those innings away from Garcia. Take some of them away from Romano and make it two or three inning saves for Nate Pearson. So, Chris, in terms of the guys coming back, Pearson, uh, Teoscar, and Ryu. Um, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious which way we'd rank these guys in terms of most Jansen. impactful, the least impactful. And, and Danny Jansen, too, absolutely. <laughs> um, out of those four, rank them in terms of most excited to get them back to least excited to get them back. And I think I know who probably is number one and who would be number four. Uh, Teoscar Pearson don't really care about Jansen doesn't matter. And mm-hmm. Ryu doesn't matter, but he's owed too much money. So what the fuck are you going to do with them? Yeah. That's about it. <laughs> like you need to, <laughs> you, you need Teoscar in the lineup clearly to add protection behind Vlad. So they at least, attempt to pitch to him yeah uh and the toward pace that teoscar was on before he was injured um like he was the kickstarter of the offense um and they probably missed him in the dugout he's been missing for a couple of days now so adam teoscar's got a rank up there number one i guess i i Gave a whole diatribe about the importance of Nate Pearson in the bullpen, so I'm going to go with that too. So we're going to go offense, Nate Pearson, basically. Um, I don't necessarily think Ryu is really missing right now. Sorry, Brennan. No, that's um, fine. It's the truth. Like they're better off. They're better off at this point. To be I honest. agree. Oh. I agree. Give me the sauce. I'll put sauce at third. You know, just <laughs> just stabilize that. I just. Give me the sauce. Do you like um, Sasita? Yeah. Give me the sauce. Just, I, we need more bullpen arms. It's a, you you were in Ryu rehab for too long. <laughs> Adam's it's been just, on the sauce train for a long time now. Oh, boy. Yeah. Sauce. Um, so, he, so to that point, he might need some sauce re, uh, rehab in the very near no, future, too. No, no, no. I like him, too. Don't rehab. get me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I like him, you know? too. Don't get me wrong. But as far as those other guys, wow. So, but... Uh, to that point, I'm even going to go a little bit. Obviously, we're all in agreement. So I think that Teoscar is the biggest piece that we would need yes. to get back. Yes. Um, I think that's kind of unanimous. After that, just because the offense has been so lacking and Zach Collins has been proven mortal, I want Danny Jansen back. And I just think that puts the whole catching core, DH plan, all that stuff that we've been just basically throwing at that position back into the realm of reality. It puts Kirk and Jansen back in the dynamic they were in spring training. We actually saw Danny Jansen putting up some offense, which was a continuation of last year. And the fact that, like I said, we get Tyler Hinneman off this <laughs> lineup. Um, go ahead and keep Zach Collins around if you want, just for the left-handed bat that has some pop and has proven useful. 
Um, don't really have a ton of other options, especially after the Blue Jays definitely are not getting Dexter Fowler anytime soon at the major league level. <laughs> so that was the other random thing we were holding out for. Um, and then I'm going to go, I'll give you a wash between Pearson and Ryu at that point, in the three, four spots as far as ranks, because I think the bullpen's doing okay right now. But if the offense doesn't kick up like we were talking about, then you're really going to need somebody like Pearson in the back of that bullpen to be able to just chew up some innings or get somebody hopefully returning to form in Ryu coming back to the rotation and uh, being a few more innings than the Ross stripling two times through the lineup. Roulette. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. What is more pressing to you, Craig? Having Danny right. Jansen come back or calling up Mourinho? I'd rather see Mourinho. I would like to see Mourinho too, but I'm also in that ballpark. We've been throwing so much random crap at the catching spot right now. I would just like to see if Jansen can earn and run away with that spot for a few weeks before I go up oh, emergency button. Bam. Yeah. Bring up yeah. Mourinho. <laughs> can we slap the, the injury prone label on Jansen yet? I think it's fair. I don't think that's unfair. I'm definitely not okay. going to disagree with you on I'll, that. But to that point, that he was trending in the right direction, and we know that the pitching staff loves throwing to him and Kirk. I, He's got to come back this this time for being healthy and run with it. If he gets hurt again, fine, then I'm pressing that emergency button and bringing Mourinho up. That's, yes. That is, okay, like fair. I said, an emergency plan to me right now. I would love to see it happen tomorrow and mind yeah. you, I love watching the kid I think the kid's going to be insanely good I just wanted I want him to be brought up for the right reasons not for the fact that it's like okay great uh, we can't find anybody to be the ninth hitter in our lineup uh, yeah. bring him up <laughs> you know what I mean I don't want to see him being thrown into the same thing I Manoa got thrown into in our pitching rotation because he's younger he might yeah I would assume I haven't seen as much you know footage of him as far as interviews or anything go I don't know his maturity level versus we knew what we were kind of getting with Manoa in that situation of just being thrown to the wolves literally thrown to the Yankees this first start yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I, that's why I'm in the ballpark of just if this offense is completely struggling and you're looking for that next catalyst when you have Jansen and Tay Oscar back in this lineup and we can't still make that next move boom do it there's no reason not to at that point I think I'm just, I mean, good, good on you for having the patience. I'm just done. I, I'm, I know there's potential there, maybe, but I'm just, we said it in the preseason, like you have to show me something. You have to say anything. it's to me, it's no different than Kevin. You have to show me something and you have it. Yes. You have COVID and you're on the IL. Sorry, yes. bud. Sorry. Sorry, like show me something. And if you're, you're gone, not, your job's gone. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> and it's and it's not like his job is gone. He, it's not. It is there waiting for Marino's not on the way now. But <clears throat> I think, you know, given that the the front office is having the mentality of all hands on deck, and you know, the tweet I sent this is sort of related. The tweet I sent you guys from uh was it Hector Gomez about um it me to believe that this front office to to wait on things, right? They're not going to to tiptoe with service time and stuff. So if it means, I mean, it's not an issue anymore because it's after May first. But if it means this offense needs a surge, whether or not, who else are you calling around this? Just cooled right down small. Yeah. yeah, and to that point, Mourinho even has to a point. I know you just got the luxury of seeing him the other day, yeah. five now, where he was batting like. Yeah. Day two. Well, he, he these four doubles that are on his roster or on his stat line right now for playing in Buffalo have been there for over two weeks now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what his extra base hits have been over the last two weeks, but it looks like he's either focusing more on his defense. He's having a little bit of a dry spell at the plate. You know, it is yeah. what it is. But mm-hmm. I, my my philosophy on that whole thing I was telling you it was based on the fact that he has cooled down some. Sure. He doesn't yeah, look right. like he's setting the world mm-hmm. on fire. He is looking like. He belongs in AAA a little bit at this point. Yes, he's an exceptional AAA player making that next piece up, but he's not lighting the world on fire to the point where it's like right. you have to. He's not fortunate. Right. Correct. Right. And You're I right. kind of want him to do that. I do, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good question to think of, Adam. Uh, I, I'm leading with it Craig. I would like to see Jansen again. I think the start that he got off, even though it was super brief, has bought him. Um, plenty of time in my mind and 
just going back to the rankings, Teoscar is by far and away number one. I also am with you, Craig. I would put Jansen number two because that just lengthens your lineup like crazy if you get Teoscar back. And Jansen picks up where he left off, hopefully. And As that means, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that means you can slide Chapman down into the seventh spot. You can slide Guriel down a little bit, uh, keep Espinal in the sixth or the eighth spot, and your lineup is looking really, really good with all those guys back. And no more Rymel Tapia batting cleanup or fifth or sixth mm-hmm. uh, anymore. And that's the way it should be. Um, but yeah, he shouldn't even be in the lineup. Yeah, exactly. 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 He should be the guy that's spelling everybody every few days or something like that. And that's yeah. about it. Right. Yeah. Pinch runner. Has anybody heard roughly what the timeline for Jansen is? Because he started to swing and whatnot, but he's still much further off than Teoscar. It's not like a return is imminent for Jansen. I read today I, that he took from, from Hazel May, uh, right before we actually went on that he took live riding practice from the fast pitch machine today and they were going to evaluate okay. him again tomorrow. So that was the first time he had t- taken it regular past BP level stuff. So the fact that he was doing it on a high velocity machine for it the first time, it means he's dialing it up to game speed, right? I'm going to say if that went well, they send him out on a rehab assignment and he joins them when they go to Tampa. Um, not this weekend, but next weekend, because he probably, probably a week behind. Right. Oscar, right? That's yeah. my guess, too. At yeah, it's all good stuff with uh, those guys coming back. It just helps like crazy. Hopefully it lights a spark into the offense. But I think Teoscar coming back for this Cleveland series is going to help a ton. I really do. It lengthens the lineup like crazy. I actually don't think the catcher position has been necessarily missing Jansen. Um, they've gotten by with some hot streaks from Zach Collins. They just need they need Kirk to pick it back up and fast. Like yes. the fact that he doesn't have an extra base hit yet, um, if that doesn't change in the next couple weeks, then you have to really sit down and think what you got to do with Alejandro Kirk. I'm not. He's starting not to hit the ball center and down last and bring him Mourinho. I mean, yeah. that's a possibility. I mean, Kirk was. Uh, I'm not going to say rushed, but he kind of was in 2020. Well, he was that's absolutely. So, and that's the opposite true. case of what I was talking yeah. about with. Moreno, you For rush sure. him and break him. Yeah, but so with that, now that we probably will have Teoscar back uh, at some point this week, and hopefully as soon as Thursday, if not, maybe by Friday, Saturday. We got four at Cleveland this week, and then two at Yankee Stadium Tuesday, Wednesday next week. It's a night game Tuesday, afternoon game Wednesday, which will suck because they have the off day Thursday, I believe, which will feel like two off days with an afternoon game on Wednesday. But regardless. Mm-hmm. Let's go through and pick uh, our predictions for the Blue Jays. Just, just, just sorry to interrupt right now, Brendan. Um, Kirk just got his first extra base. Double. Yes. He just got a double. <laughs> I have broken the Kirk curse. As I said, he had been hitting the ball hard over the last yeah. few yeah. You know, games. I was waiting yes. for it to happen. So He finally roofed it for first and second. <laughs> he he yeah. waddled right over there. It was good. <laughs> good. That ain't the, good. Maybe that gets him going. And uh, maybe the he carried went that off. Cleveland. <laughs> it was great. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Craig, let's start with you. And we'll go around the horn here. Four at Cleveland. And I just took a look. It looks like it'll be Thursday. Jose Barrios against Aaron Savali, who's off to a terrible start. Like a 10-60-70 ERA terrible mm-hmm. spot. Then you get Shane Bieber. On Friday, who will be tough uh, against Kevin Gosman? That will be a fun pitching matchup to it's watch. Going to be a fun night. Bieber. Uh, Saturday hasn't been good this year either, though. Yeah, he has been very spicy. Yeah, yeah two forty-five ERA, twenty-nine strikeouts. I thought um, yeah. very good. And then Tristan, I think all those are earned runs over the one start, though. That's yeah, to probably. Chris's point. <laughs> be Tristan McKenzie on Saturday, who's also been pretty good this season, and that would line up to be what um, Stripling. Uh, and then Manoa on Sunday. Um, so, Craig, four against Cleveland, two at Yankee Stadium. What is your record prediction? As much as I don't want to say it, I think there's enough going on in Cleveland that they're going to somehow split that series with Cleveland. And then I think we're going to take a split again, unfortunately, against the damn Yankees in New York, especially after last night. I don't know what the Yankees have figured out over the last 10 days, but there's something going on there, and I still don't understand it. <laughs> to really? me, this is not a – to me, it's not – it's a team that has flaws, and they're getting a lot of performance out of veterans that are getting older. I, I'm pointing right at Anthony Rizzo with that, just saying. <laughs> Look at the teams they beat in that win streak, though. Tigers, Orioles, and some other and – the, and, uh, and the Royals. It's not been good I team. get it. I get it. I'm just saying I don't even understand the 10-game winning streak. <laughs> that even regardless of that fact, because those two, two of those teams are on the rise that you just mentioned, and the Tigers have been sneaky good regardless of their record. I think, but 
to that point. I, I, I have a bad feeling about those two games in, in New York, so I think we're going to split it. And the, the Guardians offense, regardless of what you were just saying, of those, pitch, those pitchers that we are going to be lined up again, they are doing what the Blue Jays were expected to be doing. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, aren't they in the top three for the major league run scored, or at least so. they were a couple weeks ago yeah, when I was looking at it. They, they, they've been, I, Jose Ramirez is everything we wanted him to be. He's just not in our damn lineup. <laughs> so, um, like I said, I unfortunately think we're going to walk out of this, you know, week with a split period always. So three, three and three. three. Chris? Uh, sorry, I have no sound on the ball game right now, and I'm trying to figure out what the fuck is going on because Charlie's out just... there. Espinal chirped at the first base umpire yeah. on the check swing called strike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did yeah. he get tossed? What the fuck is? Why is Charlie first, out there right now? I think because Charlie's probably the one that got tossed, just like he did when he was protecting. Vlad no, 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 no. no. He was just talking to the umpire, <laughs> and now they were getting together. Hmm. Or are they trying oh. to get interference on the catcher? Oh, well, Ooh, maybe that's so. what the chirping was about. Yeah. No, no, the no, chirping no, no. The chirping was, was for Espinal. I think this is okay. for catcher's interference. Gotcha. Uh, anywho, back to what you were saying, uh, Brendan. Uh, three and one against the Guardians, uh, the Clevelands, and two and two against the Yankees. One, one, one. Still the worst team in base, worst named team in baseball, in my opinion. <laughs> Guardians. Yeah. Adam, what's your record prediction? I was I was going to say the same thing. I was going to say three and one in Cleveland and split with the Yankees. And can we just talk about this dope six ten start time on Saturday? Yes, that is. Oh, not. okay, pop. Let's <laughs> talk about it. First day two. Yes, the end, of course, true, the end, of course, their time slot. They're listening yeah. to me. <laughs> They're trying to lure me in to be a Guardians fan. <laughs> uh, have, they need the support they can get. Um, <laughs> I, unfortunately, with you, Craig, I'm going to go three and three over the course of the next couple games. I think they'll lose the Bieber game. The McKenzie one will be tough, too, but uh, they'll win the other two on, on Thursday. And then, uh, yeah, one and one at Yankee Stadium. Um, so three and three. Um all right, I'm going to turn it over to you, Mr. Picks a Click. Um, I wasn't on last week's show, so I'm assuming I got my default guy, uh, which I already forget who that is. But For you? I mean, your default guy's hurt. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my, my active player default. Right now it says TBD, so it's player to be named later, right? <laughs> Where it says box up here. Let's go Springer, over it. Was it? Was Springer was it? got first base. Yes, he did. Also, uh, they challenged catcher's interference. I saw the tweet yeah. from uh, yes. Wilner. And he okay. got first. Oh, nice. Got first. Go. So that yeah. worked out. So who who are our defaults? Uh, I, if I'm mistaken, uh, Brendan, yours was, uh, yeah, yours was Ryu. Yeah. Chris, yours was Kikuchi? Yeah, Kikuchi. Apparently. Mine was Kevin, and yours <laughs> is Kurt. Okay, so no, that yeah. makes sense. And, and half of those guys are hurt. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it's an automatic so, loss no matter what. Yeah. It's an automatic loss for Mr. Brendan then. So I yeah. do have to – I'm going to leave, leave this one because we actually didn't – I forgot to – in my infinite wisdom, I forgot to put, put the vote up for who, who won the week before. We had Springer, Lourdes, Manoa, and Chapman, and Manoa ended up having two good starts. Uh, it's this is like two to, weeks ago. Yeah, to me it's yes. between – it would have been between Springer and Manoa, just intuitively. Um, and and I think that was actually literally the argument we were talking about, and we were saying that Springer really had the two key hits. Yeah, but, um, but and that's why I'm thinking that I have to circle you, Mister Corsair, on that if, last week. Yeah, <laughs> with you, Alec Manoa. If you pick a starter and they have two good starts, where you win both of those games, yeah, I'd probably go Manoa too. All right, All right. so All right. Adams on the board. Brendan, you're the only one that's not on the board, and that didn't change. <laughs> <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> So last week yes, we you. had I had Santiago Espinal, Chris you had George Springer, and then Adam you had Chappie. I think Chappie so Springer. we all Chappie did really Springer. well there. And then, yeah. Yeah, Springer's got a winning. Right he's the only, he's the only right. consistent one. Look at him go! So, Look at him. Oh my god! Is he out? <laughs> no. no, that was the funniest fucking play yes, I have been. ever seen. Dude, I guess I'm gonna have to catch the replay. <laughs> Come on, Mister Play-by-Play guy, you know, walk us through it. You know when you watch this the, tweeted the gold, go it's sped up really fast. That's what oh Cal Turk was running. He was running oh, like a man. sped up version of Babe Ruth running. <laughs> oh my oh, god! Just 
Look at this. <laughs> his legs are going so fast, but he's not going anywhere. He should have been out. Oh, my God. The <laughs> only reason that he even came close to scoring is because they bobbled the transfer yes, on the yes. relay. Oh, so this or else he was, <laughs> he was only a quarter of the Shout way to home plate, and the ball was already in the infield. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you know you're struggling to score runs is you're sending Kirk in ill-advised times. And it wasn't even Louis Rivera sending him. It was Budzinski. Budzinski, yeah. yeah. Cause he's <laughs> over there right now because of, isn't Rivera out on like a family matter or something? Or is he just... He was a close contact. Uh, That's what it was. Positive. That's what it was. So anyway, before the literal chaos that just yes. broke out as the Blue Jays take the lead? Yes. No, it was okay. Fucking hilarious. <laughs> So, um, I did just pencil in Chris as the winner yeah. with Mr. Yeah, Springer. Was, just yes. saying, see, see, yeah. see, there you that go. That means <laughs> you get off with your pick. Yeah. So that's two <sighs> wins to Chris for the season, to Adam and Craig's ones, and Brendan, you better hurry up and get on the board, man. So <laughs> I, I guess it's your, you're technically in last place right now, so it's your pick. No, no, no. Winner always picks. Winner always goes first. Winner picks. That's yeah. what we've been doing. Yeah. All right, Chris. Then it's your show, and you can't pick Springer. All right. I'll pick Bo. <laughs> there you go. Ballsy. Good pick. All right. Adam. I, I, this is proof of my rehab. I'm going to go Espinal. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're... you're um, you're, you've made the amends, you've done this, you're on, like, step 12, right? Yeah, I'm practicing what I <laughs> preach. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a slow suit. Yeah. He's got SB. Uh, who should I go for here? <laughs> Aaron Boone. There you go. <laughs> I think I'm going to pick Romano. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. Because uh, he has a chance to play in way too many close games over this next week with Mackenzie, yeah. Bieber, and more Yankees coming in. And tonight, oh. it's 1-0 right now. So. Yeah, yeah, there is that. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, oh, man, oh. Hmm. Uh, I kind of want to go ballsy and take Oscar to have an immediate I thought I was just <laughs> thinking that if you wanted uh, to be really ballsy. So what yeah. was the cheat code? For, the cheat code of... <laughs> <laughs> he, Brendan has lost four weeks in a row now. Was that what it was? No, you have to win three. <laughs> you in have a to row, win. I oh, yeah, okay. no! I, you know what? I am going to go ballsy and go Teo just because Let's I'm not go. on the board. Uh, I'm going to do that, and hopefully, hopefully that pays off. Does his so, yeah, minor league home run tonight count? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, they're showing the Kirk run again. <laughs> yep. Of course they are. Dude, it's the gold. Blue Jays tweeted it. God. <laughs> oh, I got to find that. It's like, I haven't seen it. That's what speed do. That's what speed do. I got to figure cool. out how I can get the Twitter feed stuff up for everybody up on the TV back here. So we can all have all that kind of fun. My goodness. <laughs> Anyways, well, we got a baseball game to all go watch. Uh, yeah. So let's get us out of here. Uh, picks, a, picks the clicker in. Uh, I guess we'll determine when we record next. Next Wednesday is a 12:30 game. Um, that could work. Um, and we'll talk about that later. But until next time, uh, when the four of us reconvene to recap those four games between <laughs> the Guardians and the Yankees, um, check us out on Spotify, all your different places, and uh, <laughs> engage with us to win your coaster. Um, yeah, there you go. Come on, there you got him on. Uh, um, reply to us, ben Wyman us for winning again. All that different <laughs> kind of stuff. But gentlemen, to get us out of here and go watch the game, uh, let's end this how we normally do with two claps and a Ric Flair. Ready? Woo! Woo! Let's, let's go, go Jays. Do it. to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator book guided tours activities excursions and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.